0: Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, I gave the the leaders a testimony uh, about uh, an assistant pastor in UPC Church that had called me about his his wife uh, broke her leg and it was being healed uh, different. It was being healed very kind of kind of awkward. So they had to re-break it and they had to go ahead and help her to. Put pins inside of the leg. And uh, what happened was um, she was in excruciating pain afterwards. And they gave her the, the pain pills and everything else. And it was very difficult. So uh, we went ahead and, and he called me on the phone. And you can hear her pain on the phone. They're on their way. And it was very difficult for her. So I began to tell him that he needed to start claiming the blood of Jesus, commanding healing upon her, and letting the Lord do something great in his life. I told him, there's another level in your life where you have to start believing what God says, because there's a lot of people that go to church and just hear, but don't believe. Can you say amen? amen? So I want you to understand that there has to come a time in your life where you have to start believing that God can do it. So I started to explain to him, start calling upon the blood, start claiming uh, healing in the name of Jesus. And then after we finished praying, uh, we asked her what's the pain between 1 and 10. She said it's still a 10. So we prayed again. And she said it went down to an 8. And then she, uh, I told him, the Lord was directing me to tell him that he needed to pray for her and start believing in the room that God is going to do something powerful. Uh, and that God's going to heal her. Don't get up from there until God heals her. So um, he, he hung up, I hung up the phone, and I told him, I'm going to pray for you over here, but I want you to understand that God's going to heal her. And um, his face started to grow, and, and about five minutes later, I seen a, a five. He, a, a, he texted me a number five that it went down to five, And he said he's going to pray again. He texted me, and he prayed again, and it went down to a one. And then all of a sudden, he called me back and told me, look, she let out this big yell and glorified God because the pain disappeared completely, and we know that it was God. So God does miracles, amen? God is in the miracle-working business. We just have to believe that God is going to do it. And God is going to do it. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, if you believe, all things are possible. Amen? So right now, we want uh, Brother um, Cervante and Sister Michelle to come on up. They have a testimony they want to share with the help of the Lord. Amen. Thank
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, so yes, I wanted to come up here and give a testimony and because um, I'm, I'm really, very thankful right now. Grateful for um, most of my friends here. You guys know that I'm pregnant, four months pregnant, um, but me and Shavante, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Shavante and I, we got married in 2010. So this Sunday, it's going to be 12 years that we've been married. Yeah. Ten of those years, I was unable to get pregnant. Um, part of it was a health issue. I had a tumor that caused infertility. So I, over the years, discovered that I can't, I can't get pregnant. Um, in 2019, I'm trying to make a super long story kind of short. It's short as <laughs> it long. Um, that was a very long five years of my life with the tumor. A lot of, a lot of things happened during that time of my life. So in 2019, I finally, 2018, I was diagnosed officially, and then I was up for surgery August 2018, no, 2019, sorry, um, I had the tumor removed. So that was really an amazing thing in my life. I was super grateful for that tumor to be removed out of my body. And um, that recovery took maybe like two and a half years for my body to like make a full recovery. But during the process, um, there was times where Shavante would tell me, give me a baby, give me a baby, I want a baby. And um, it was really difficult because I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, I can't, like I can't. So it got to the point where I said, can you please stop asking me because it's not my fault and I feel like it's my fault that I can't do this for you, so just, you know, please don't don't ask me anymore. Um, So throughout the years from 2010, we have friends getting married. Um, not only did they get married, but they're already like on their first baby, second baby, some cases third baby. Um, Delilah and Britton, they got married barely a year ago. They're already going to have a baby. So I'm seeing all these babies being born, and including my, my family, my blood family, my sisters. I think there's 19, 18 grandchildren between like five of us. So they're popping out babies and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just not the will of God for me to have a baby. I have Gabriel, who's my son. He's 15. So I'm like, well, I'm grateful. I'm super thankful that I have him. So I never felt like a super emptiness because I did. I do have a son. I just don't have a child with Shavante. So I kind of just let it be like, okay, Lord. This is how it's gonna be. I will be 40 years old with the empty nest. Like, I was already envisioning my life when Gabriel turns 18. Like, it's just gonna be me and Shivante, right? And Tudor. (laughs) Um, But maybe the last two years, I started experiencing other problems, which is, this is very personal, but I started experiencing heavy, extremely heavy bleeding. it just was really really bad it was taking a toll on my life um it was painful and it wouldn't stop so i started to pray like i got desperate and um i started asking the lord to heal my body i said please like i I wanted to be healed completely and every time we would have a prayer or we would pray i would reach out my hands as if i was the woman reaching out to touch the hem of the garment and I was asking God just I want to be healed, I want to be made whole, I don't want to bleed, I don't want this pain. Um, So this January was like the final straw for me. We're sitting here at Revival, I'm in pain, I feel like somebody's just stabbing me and ripping me apart. And I had no medical insurance, so I'm like, I can't go to the ER. So I just sat through the pain. We go home, and um, I just started saying, OK, that's it. That's it. I want, I want a healing. Like, I want to be healed. I want to be made whole. No more. No more. So amongst, like during the process, I had friends praying for me. Myra, um, Erica would pray for me. I did ask certain people for prayer. So fast forward, February comes around. Um, the bleeding was so much that i had to get a blood transfusion so i had a blood transfusion in february just this year not thinking anything like okay i have to do this so then march came we went to the marriage retreat and then right after that james preached or he james he preached pastor was in here and james called up people he said if you want to be healed come up and i remember i came like right here in front and i was like i want to be healed so By this year, 2022, I reopened that door where I said, Lord, this year, I want to know, am I going to have a child? Yes or no, it doesn't matter. I'm just, I want to know. Like, I'm ready to know. Because I'm seeing all these babies in different situations being born. And I'm like, okay, just tell me. I'm ready to move on. I just want to know. So James prayed, I came up, Myra laid hands on me, Lionel prayed for me, James prayed for me. I even think Brother Johnny, and I felt this pinch like in my ovary, like I felt a pinch, I know what I felt. And I'm like, I felt this, like I know. But I didn't think anything, I'm like okay, you know, I'm just praying, believing that I'm going to be healed. April passes, you know, I'm just doing living life so by may i'm getting curious like i'm a woman things are not right something's off here so i'm on the way to the church in the morning and i just out of nowhere turn into rite aid and i buy a pregnancy test i take the test and i'm like what does this test mean i don't understand these lines all you ladies know what i'm talking about i'm like what does this mean i send a picture to him he's like eh, it's not it's not true Was it positive or negative You're like what is that <laughs> So I'm like, Neither. I'm like, forget it. Do do? Um, yeah, I'm like, ugh. So after school, I go back to writing and I'm like, this time I'm buying the digital test. It's just gonna say pregnant or not pregnant, simple. I didn't tell him that I bought the second one because at that point he's like, you're just not. And for women, you know what it's like when you take a pregnancy test and you're like, and then it's negative and you're like, ugh, like I wasted my time. So I take the test, and I'm already visualizing the amount of letters that it'll take to say, not pregnant. And the sign, it's short. It comes up, and it's one word, pregnant. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I had Gabriel Shivante telling me, take another test. Like, no, take another right. one.
0: That's not right. That's wrong.
1: <laughs> And I'm like, I know I'm like, and there goes my brain. Something's wrong with me again. It's my hormones are messed up again. Like something's not right. I need a blood test. And then we take a blood test and we're like, what are these numbers mean? <laughs> so we're just like, I'm like, forget it. I'm pregnant. I'm just going to accept it. I'm pregnant. So um, at first, I'm like, I'm going to keep it a secret. Because what if something happens? And I'm like, no, I'm gonna not, not going to do that. I'm going to share it with everybody. I'm having a baby, you know, Like, yes. So, so I decided that I'm just going to share, I'm going to enjoy what God has given me, and I'm so thankful that I asked the Lord with a sincere heart, I just want to know, am I going to have a baby, well there's, you know, yes, yes, God answered. And, Something that I get asked almost every week is what am I having? So I'm here today to announce to all my friends, so I don't have to run around and tell everybody one by one, but I'm I'm just thrilled to share with everybody to announce um, what Shavante and I will be bringing along in December. So, yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of yeah. <laughs> I was okay. So yes, we will be having a girl. Um, I'm very excited. So, very
0: hey, man, praise the Lord. God bless them Amen. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to thank the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord for their testimony. Amen. I thank God. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Ephesians chapter uh, 5, and let's go to verse um, 21. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Amen. I think I read before, or just go do a little summary of of what I read before, and that's found in verse uh, 15. Uh, The Bible says, seeing then that you walk uh, circumspectly, not as fools, but wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine uh, wherein is access but be filled with the spirit speaking in yourselves in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing and making a melody in your hearts to the lord giving thanks always all things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ the bible says in verse 21 it says submitting yourselves one uh, one to another in the fear of God so the Bible tells us first of all I want you all to understand that in Ephesians it's telling us uh, that we have to learn how to be spiritually minded uh, spiritually walk and spiritually minded A person has to learn how to put on humility all the time especially if you're a leader or a supervisor or a Timothy you need to learn to put on humility turn to your neighbor and tell him humility Humility is when you can reach somebody even though you know that they are wrong and they're in in the wrong place, but but you put aside your feelings and your emotions and you reach the individual through the love of Christ that you have inside of you. So it's okay. It's easy for us to justify how we feel. It's easy for us to justify and say, I'm right and you're wrong but I want you to understand that when you put on humility, you put on leadership. When you put on humility, you put on somebody who's gonna lead and be a servant for God's honor and God's glory. Can you say amen, church? So we need you, so we need you to submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. It's not about the relationship between husband and wife, it's about the relationship that you have with the Lord your relationship that you have with the Lord should supersede the relationship that you have with your wife or with your husband. So I want you to understand that. Let's break that down so you understand. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Most people today have lost the fear of God. And what I mean by that is the fear of the Lord, they don't They don't uh, reverence the Lord more than uh, they used to before. Now, before they used to reverence the Lord and put God first and put God number one, but now it's like an everyday basic routine that you have that's no longer putting God first. It's now a routine and it's just a formalism that we have and you have to learn to put God first in everything that you do. So you can't have just a routine in your life of coming to church and going home and coming to church. It becomes a lifestyle which is great and wonderful, but you have to have the fear of the Lord inside of you all the time. And what I mean by that is always reverencing and, and uh, respecting and honoring the Lord that he's there in the midst of both of you. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So I want you to understand that the Bible tells us here, uh, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. You have to learn to submit one to another. It's talking about husband and wife, learning how to submit themselves one to another. Brother, uh, you have to learn how to submit. And sister, you have to learn how to submit. Submitting, I don't mean to submit to one another in just each other and that's it. What I mean is submitting unto the Lord in serving your husband and submitting unto the Lord in serving your wife. So if you're serving the Lord and you're putting God first, then what you're going to do is you're going to go by the word of God instead of going by your feelings and your emotions of what you think it should happen. So you need to put the Lord first in scripture, in actual the way that you live, in actually the way that you think. you got to start putting the Lord first in everything that you do. You cannot leave the Lord out of your relationship because then you're going to get cursed. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that God needs to be the center. Turn to your neighbor and tell him God needs to be the center. And and the ones the ones that are not saying it, that's the ones that I mean are that's the, you need this. Can you say Amen, church? Okay, tr- turn to your neighbor and tell him you need this. Okay, there you go. Okay, so I want you to understand. You have to learn how to submit, brothers. You need to learn how to submit. There's accountability. Turn to your neighbor and tell him accountability. If your wife does not hold you as accountability or your husband holds you accountability, then you guys are losing what God has put inside of both of you from the beginning. What I mean by that is sometimes a, a brother thinks crazy. I didn't get no amens on that one. Now one amen on that one. Lord, I don't have to preach on lying too, man alright so let's try this one more time sometimes a brother thinks crazy there we go thank you Jesus Lord have mercy okay so sometimes when we think crazy we get crazy thoughts and these thoughts are, are as far as the wife is supposed to help you because she's the helpmate to help you to bring you back to a place of understanding and now I don't know if some of you have experienced this, but when you tell your wife something, you you feel like you're, you have faith, you have power, you have anointing, and you tell your wife, you know what, God's going to make a way, God's going to do this, God's going to do that. And then when you feel down, she kind of re- repeats everything that you said to her when you had faith. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So she's like, hey, what happened to the Lord? God's going to go ahead and give us give us strength and give us power and anointing and he's going to see us through. And she's almost like helping you because she's a helpmate to help you to go ahead and keep moving through. There has to be accountability. So your wife is a blessing. Turn to your neighbor and... No, forget that. Don't do that. Some of you ain't married and you're just like, hello, somebody. Praise the Lord, sister. (laughs) Anyways, so I want you to understand that here the Bible tells us that if you submit yourselves one to another, there's accountability with the wife and there's accountability with the husband. So you got to have accountability one with another because sometimes the wife will think certain things and then the husband has to say, you know what, the Lord's gonna do this, God's gonna do this and set the place Now, I want you to understand that the husband has to have a place of where he's going, has to have a vision. If he doesn't have a vision, then she's going to be frustrated. I'm going to let you know that right now, because the husband is supposed to have a vision to take his family to the place where he needs to go. Now, in most cases, a brother don't know how he's going to get there, but he has a vision that it's going to come to pass. Does anybody know what I'm talking about (laughs) that's okay that's all right you need the vision you need a vision to keep moving forward that's what's going to help you to keep going and brother you need a vision to help your wife to be a blessing in your house you can't just go by day by day and go with an emotional state because then you're going to be up and down like a yo-yo and that's not going to work in the kingdom of god so i want you to understand that here when the bible tells us that we need to submit one to another in the fear of the lord then it says wives in verse 22 it says wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the lord now I'm, i i want you to understand something that uh i want the sisters to submit to the husbands if the husbands are trying to serve god with all their heart if the brother is not trying to serve god and he's a devil It's not going to work. I'm going to let you know right now. If the brother's cussing at you and he's telling you all kinds of stuff, he's stupid, dumb, idiot, whatever, I'll tell you. You can call me and I'll tell you which hotel do you want to get because I'm going to get you a hotel so you can get out of the house because God never wants you to get verbally abused, emotionally abused. Does that make sense? Everybody understand? pastor, I got to submit your husband, to my husband. Yeah, but not if he's calling you all kinds of names and beating you down with words. That doesn't make any sense. So I need you to understand that the Bible's telling his wives, submit unto your own, hus- as to your own husbands as unto the Lord. The Lord does not go ahead and treat uh, the church Uh, beating us down and slapping us upside the head as a matter of fact it was all done with love and compassion when we were yet sinners Christ died for us when we were all in sin we didn't deserve love we didn't deserve his mercy we didn't deserve his grace matter of fact we deserve to go to hell but he came with love and mercy and picked us up and turned us around So the bible says wives submit unto your own husbands as unto the lord when you're submitting unto the lord and you don't submit unto your own husband uh, and he's being this way or he's being that way he's calling me names he's ridiculing me he's degrading me he's doing this and that you know it's really sad that whatever you allow to happen in the house that's what you're going to tolerate a sister has the ability to pray and get a hold of God like never before and God will move on your behalf. I believe that with all my heart. So you need to learn to to put a value in your life that you're gonna trust in the Lord and put God first because your husband needs Jesus just as much as you need Jesus. Your wife needs Jesus just as much as your husband needs Jesus. So I want you to understand that you're going to need to go by the word of God in everyday life. So that when the Bible says, wives submit unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, verse 23 says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. So the Bible is telling us that first of all, that the husband has to be compassion, understanding. He has to be the one that's going to be the forefront. He has to be the leader. He can't expect the wife to lead. Can I get an amen or a whoop whoop or something? Amen. He can't expect the wife to lead. Don't don't expect the wife to lead you, brother. If this is what you want, if you want a wife to lead you, then you don't want a wife, you want a mama. I'm just letting you know. You're the one that's supposed to lead the prayer, lead the scriptures, lead the fasting, lead the prayer, lead lead God, lead them to the Lord. You're the one that's supposed to do it, brother. You're the one that has to be the leader to lead your family to the place of spirituality, Not, not the wife. The wife is the one that's supposed to be the helpmate not not the the brother so here if if you're not looking to lead and you're looking for the the wife to lead then you're not looking for a wife you're looking for a mother to to guide you and direct you because that's what your mom does she makes your bed for you she cooks for you she does all kinds of stuff for you and this is what you want you want a mom instead of having a wife A brother that wants a wife is going to guide them, direct them, have authority, have power, anointing, and have a vision of where he's going. Can you say amen, church? He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's happening. So the Bible tells us that here, he says, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. For he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So the Bible's telling us this. First of all, I want you to understand. When Christ died for us, he gave his whole life for you and me. He, there's no greater love. He, God is not going to give you more love than what he did on Calvary. There's no more love to give. That's it. He gave the ultimate love. And he's not gonna give you more love. If I pray, he's gonna give you more love. That's not gonna happen. God already gave you all the love that you need. It's up to you whether to submit to the love of Christ or not. So you can't wait for more love. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that the attitude The whole thing here is talking about your attitude and changing your attitude in submitting yourselves one to another and humbling yourself in order to be in unity one with another. Because division is at the house. It'll always be at the house. You can get in an argument over the salt shaker. Can you say amen? You didn't put no salt? You know I like salt why didn't you put the salt and then I don't want the regular salt you know I like sea salt does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house (laughs) so you need to understand that division stands in your house all the time at the front door waiting for you to divide the whole house And this is why we're supposed to bring unity in the house. That's why the Bible says, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. You need to see yourself. Turn to your neighbor and tell you need to see yourself. Because if you don't see yourself, you cannot fix what you don't see. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Let me say that one more time. You cannot fix what you don't see. So some of you will see it and try to work around it. Oh, Lord, help me. That's another Bible study right there. But I'm just letting you know, you cannot fix anything you don't see. You need to see it. You need to look at it and then ask the Lord to give you strength and wisdom to help you to overcome it. And a person that's trying, man, that's a blessing. It becomes a problem when you're not trying at all. That's when it becomes a problem. So I want you to understand when a person's trying, man, they'll repent right in the middle of it. They'll repent in the middle of the anger. They'll repent in the middle of the frustration. They'll repent and say, man, I'm sorry. I, I'm treating you this way. I'm acting this way. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's the person that's trying. But the one that's not, he will say, hey, man, it's your fault. It's not my fault. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that it's about humility, humbling yourself, and winning one another Unto the Lord, and making sure that both of you are in the will of God, serving the Lord with all your heart and your soul. That's very, very important. So the Bible says in verse, um, uh, the Bible says in verse 25. It says, "Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it." So the Bible's telling us that here, when Christ gave His whole life for it, that we're supposed to sacrifice. Brother, you're supposed to sacrifice. I said, Brother, you're supposed to sacrifice. And he say hey, amen, church? That's weak. That is so weak. We definitely need to get more Bible studies on this. So I'm letting you know, brother, you need a sacrifice for your wife. You need a sacrifice for your children. You need a sacrifice. So I want you to understand that Christ gave his life for the church. So also the husbands ought to sacrifice for their wife. First of all, because they're a weaker vessel. And I want you to understand that God gave you that wife. You asked for that wife and God gave you that wife. After you unwrapped it, sister, you unwrapped the brother and it wasn't what you expected, (laughs) praise the Lord anyhow. Brother. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say amen, church? You're going to have to do a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting, a lot of getting a hold of God to change some stuff. Because the Bible says, first of all, that Christ gave his, his life for us. So it's a sacrifice. You have to learn how to sacrifice and give of yourself. It's not always about you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, it's not always about you. Everything about you. Everything about you. That's, that's funny. It's not always about you, brother. It's not always about what you say and how you say it. You better learn how to submit one to another in the fear of the Lord. Because your wife is going to bring it right back to what you said in the past. Can you say amen, church? Because that's what a wife does. She brings it right back. She'll tell you, oh, well, you said this, this, and this. And you're like, I said that? <laughs> when did I say that? <laughs> Can you say amen? Any, any brothers know what I'm talking about? Any brothers know what I'm talking about in the house? She's like, hey, you told me this, and, that. and you're like, oh, man, I messed up. That means that you have to be honest, you gotta be truthful, and you have to start being a doer of the word of God and not just a hearer. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So I want you to understand that you're gonna have to learn how to uh, sacrifice for your wife, sacrifice for your family. It's easy, sometimes it's easy to do it for your family, for your kids, but it's more difficult for you to do it for your wife because for whatever reason, I don't know if she's closer or what, but it's very difficult, but I want you to understand that that's where you have to learn how to sacrifice the most, and that's giving of your sacrifice, giving yourself to your wife. So the Bible says, uh, husband, love your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the, word, of, uh, washing of the water by the word. So the Bible's telling us that, first of all, um, the word of God is so powerful, so awesome, that when you start speaking words of, uh, of, of gratitude and being thankful and, and thanking the Lord unto uh, thanking, the, thanking God for your wife or for your husband, and you start doing these things, and then everything is going to come into harmony because death and life are in the power of the tongue. The more that you speak death, the more that you speak uh, life, it's those, those are the things that are going to come, whether it's death or whether it's life. So this is one of the reasons why you have to start making rules in your own house of what you should and should not be speaking about, of the things that you should say and what you shouldn't say in your house. You know, whether there should be cussing or there is no cussing, whether there is this or that or saying this or talking about people or gossiping. We have to learn how to go ahead and put these things to one side and give God all the honor and the glory, but we need to recognize that they're there. If we don't recognize that they're there, they're just gonna sneak in and come in and condemn your house, and by the time you know it, you have a stronghold on you, and it's very hard to get it off of you. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand, that's why the Bible says you have to be very vigilant you know, the adversary, the devil, is seeking who he may devour. So he comes in very secretively. He comes in really conniving and manipulating and try to come in. This is why you have to be on one mind and one accord, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. I've had my wife tell me certain things in the past where she said, you know what? That's not of the Lord. And I was like, okay. Okay. Can't you say you imagine? <laughs> and I just like all right, all right. So I got to think about it twice because I say certain things and I want it to come to pass, but it's not lining up with the word. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I guess I'm the only one, or <laughs> does everybody understand? So then, so then I have to look at myself. because first of all, she's she's my uh, my accountability. She's holding me accountable for the things that I have said in the past. So this is a blessing. It's actually a blessing. Your wife is actually a blessing because she has, uh, she has different gifts that you don't brother. She has, you know, she's intuitive. You know, she, she can discern certain things. Maybe you don't, some things that you like, she doesn't, she can discern and pick up real quick. You know, it's totally different. So when she tells you, you know what? Be careful with this one. You're like, what? What are you talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Does anybody know what I'm what I'm saying? Your wife is either discerning something because she's a, she's your helpmate, and she there's something that you don't see that she actually sees. Let me let me give you something that's, that that that. Uh, is a secret that I'm gonna reveal it right now. The Lord can use your wife. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. What? Everybody know? I'm the head pastor, the Lord uses me and that's it. I'm here to tell you brother, you're all wrong. I'm here to tell you that the Lord can use your wife to speak to you and tell you to turn the whole wagon around. I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know because there are people that need to understand that God will use your wife in a tremendous way, but because of your mindset that you think that she's just a woman, she don't know, and that's why we need brothers that are more sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord and being guided by God instead of being guided by their feelings and their emotions. We need men that are going to walk with God, direct and say, Lord, show me what I have to do. And then the Bible says that they're a helpmate. They're actually a helpmate because they have different gifts than you do. So your wife is a blessing. Your wife is something awesome she's, she's an addition to what you're doing and it is addition to your life which is so powerful so when you treat her differently than the addition and the blessing that she's supposed to be then you're shooting yourself in the foot because she is actually a blessing to you and it's going to enhance your ministry but because you treat her a certain way then all of a sudden now you're you're actually sabotaging your own ministry does that make sense Everybody understand what I'm talking about? Lord have mercy. So the Bible says this, says, uh, husbands love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So then he says, cleanse it, sanctify it, cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. So the Bible's telling us, first of all, you need to learn how to sacrifice on a daily. You need to learn, especially if you have kids, you got to learn how to sacrifice. Because once you have the kids at all, it's not going to be the same anymore. So I want you to understand that you got to learn how to sacrifice for your wife. Your wife is a more an emotional, um, emotional person. And uh, you're going to have to learn how to go ahead and deal with emotions. And sometimes a brother doesn't want to learn how to deal with those emotions. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even want to talk. Can you say amen, Church? he gets home doesn't want to talk he just says yes "Uh uh-huh okay that's right does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house when your wife is actually starving all day long for conversation and, brother, you need to recognize that your wife is starving for conversation because if she's not conversating with you, she's going to conversate with somebody else. I'm not justifying that. Sister, I'm not justifying that. So I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. The wife needs to converse, have a conversation and have connection one with another so this is why the bible says submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the lord because brother you're gonna have to learn how to sacrifice we can learn how to sacrifice work man we we go to work oh my gosh wake up at four o'clock in the morning go to prayer go to work we come back at six because you don't want to deal with what's at the house you (laughs) rather I'm bringing home the checks. I'm bringing it home. Here it is. But you don't want to deal with what's in the house. That's why you keep working so so much. There's a lot of overtime. They got me working a lot of overtime. You got to take care of the kids. You got to take care of everything. Handle it. I'll be back later. I'll give you the check. Can you say amen, church? Nobody wants to see the problem that's in the house. And the husband is supposed to be Christ-like. He's the one that's supposed to go ahead and go head on. Christ did not ignore the demons that were on the side. As a matter of fact, he put them under subjection. He put it under control. He went and faced them and dealt with each one of them and the way the authority and the power that he had. So also every man needs to do the exact same thing in his home and learn how to deal with the problem. Because the problem, that's why it's there so that you can learn how to deal with it so you become a better man in the kingdom of God. That's why the problem is there, to help you to overcome it. Amen. So I want you to understand that when God starts, to, God starts to do something in your life, trials, tribulations, and there's trials and problems in your way, thank God for those trials because God is making you the better man that you ought to be. Thank God for the trials that are there because he's going to take you to the next level of your life. You're not supposed to ignore them and put them to one side. You're supposed to go ahead and get a hold of God. And let the Lord guide you and direct you on what you should do. Why? Because you're the leader. Brother, you need to start acting like a man. Act like a man. Don't act like a woman where you're always complaining and murmuring and backbiting. Lord have mercy. I don't know where that came from. But somebody needed it. Facebook needed it. Somebody needed it. Amen. So the Bible tells in verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it uh, with the washing of the word by the water. That he might present it to himself a glorious church having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that which should be holy and without blemish. So ought a man to love their own wives as their own bodies. Now, when your body, when, when you're hungry, you eat, brother. Unless you're fasting, unless you tell your body you're not eating today, I rebuke you. You're not eating today. Can you say, church? Unless you're fasting for amount of time, you know you're you're putting your flesh under subjection. But normally, you you pass by and you see a burrito stand, and you're like, err. Get me a. Burrito. I was. I thought I was hungry, so I'm. Just in case I'm hungry, I'm going to stop and get a burrito because I thought I was hungry. So I want you to understand the same attitude that you have towards your own flesh and your own body. You're supposed to have it towards your wife. You're supposed to be looking at her needs. Oh Lord, help me, Jesus. You're supposed to look at her needs to see what she's at. What. What's going on with your wife? What's happening? She's your other half. So I want you to understand that you're supposed to help her be a blessing. Amen. You can hold off on that. Uh, Be a blessing to her. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand that you're going to have to learn how to sacrifice. Uh, Pastor, everything lies on me. It's very difficult. Yes, brother. The Lord created you to be the foundation of your house and for you to carry everybody else he didn't carry you for you to be the emotional wreck or to be the emotional one back and forth that's why the bible says don't be double-minded said don't you're asking of the lord in the midst thinking that you're going to get something but you're up and down you're back and forth a double-minded don't think you're going to receive anything from the lord can you say amen church So I want you to understand the man has a great responsibility to carry his family, to be the man of God. Not only that, but to wear the hat of father, wear the hat of leader, wear the hat of Timothy, wear the hat and continue to wear these hats. And that's why God built us this way. God built Abraham to go ahead and carry uh, the people and to help them. God built Moses to go ahead and carry the people of God and help them and be a blessing to them. So I want you to understand that there's going to be things that are going to come your way. Sacrifices. Abraham, when he sacrificed Isaac and he gave, he was about to sacrifice Isaac and the Lord stopped him. There has to be some sacrifices that are going to come your way that it's going to be very difficult for you to sacrifice. But you're going to have to do it unto the Lord. So it's most of the time we can work, we can do all kinds of stuff that's awesome, that's great. But I want you to understand that emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically, God wants you to sacrifice in those areas. Because we can do it physically. Oh man, we can work sun up, sun down. I mean, I don't know about these days, this millennial people that are happening today is very difficult because they're more in the computer than they are in the physical you know anyways that's a whole nother Bible study but I'm just letting you know that uh back in the day you used to grab a shovel and just go to town and you used to grab a, a sludge hammer and a pick and just make sure you took care of business but now it's like totally different you don't you can't sweat you can't do any of that stuff perspire amen if you perspire too much pushing the buttons on the computer you'd work too much or something <laughs> does anybody know what I'm talking about so that's another Bible study I just want to let you guys know this but you're gonna to have to be very careful brothers we need some men in the house I said we need men in the house that are gonna pray they are gonna fast they are gonna get a hold of God gonna direct their family quit being quit being so passive spiritually you, you become so passive spiritually uh, pastor i'm not passive i'm i'm strong I, I, you know i'll tell people straight out what they need to do you need to get you need to start com- getting converted and start telling the lord what he need to do and start serving god with all your heart and denying yourself and pick up your cross and follow him and serve the lord with everything you got so your kids could see it your wife could see it everybody can see that you're being the leader that god wants you to be can you say amen church there has to be some sacrifice and you have to learn how to become the man of God that God wants you to be. Now, you can play, brother. Uh, I'm, I'm already finished. But I just want you to understand that we need some men that are going to go ahead and deny themselves, pick up the cross, and follow the Lord. And they can't be going with an emotional state up and down. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, incredible to me how men that are, have an emotional thing and they're almost it's almost like converting like for a woman to a man and it's just really sad how the brothers you know they in an emotional state they go up and down when they're supposed to learn how to be stable trust in the lord put god first put the flesh under subjection give god all the honor and the glory and sometimes you're hurting And you just got to go ahead and say, Lord, I know you're going to make a way out of no way. And you just continue to keep moving forward. There has to be sacrifice that you're going to have to move forward in God. Because that's what the Bible says, that God gave his life. Christ gave his life for the church. So also the husbands ought to give their life for their wives. So brother, you need to learn how to sacrifice. When she asks you to do something, you should get up and do it and handle that business. It should be a normal thing for you. And sisters, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be real honest with you. You can't complain about what you tolerate. You can't complain about what you tolerate. Let me break that down so you understand. Sister, if you continue to tolerate him calling you stupid and dumb, and, and saying that you're no good, and you tolerate that, and you continue to live with that, then you tolerate it, and you can't complain about that. You can say, hey, I'm not going to be called that anymore. That's not going to happen here. And I'm going to stand, and the devil's a liar, and God has got the victory. I'm a child of the king. You can't do that to me. Then you can learn how to stand, and God's going to do something great in your life. But you can't complain about something you tolerate. Can you say amen, church? You just allow him to run all over you, call you dumb, stupid, all this other stuff. is ridiculous. You're a child of the king. I said, you're a daughter of the Lord. You're a child of the king. So I want you to understand that God does not want you to get abused emotionally, physically, uh, psychologically. He doesn't want you to get abused. That's a, it's called abuse. It, even California knows that. But I want you to understand that that should not be happening in the people of, of, of God, and their house, in the men of God, and the women of God. You are a woman of God. You are a man of God. God has called you to be a, an example, to be a light unto this world. We got to start learning how to become what God has called us to be and be something powerful for God's honor and glory amen, please do your part turn to your neighbor and tell him do your part can you say amen church and these Bible studies go so fast <laughs> amen, so I want to I bring the other half to you about the sisters um, probably next week with the help of the Lord but I want you to understand that we need brothers that are going to start learning how to stand to sacrifice uh, push prayer push fasting Um, Get a hold of God like never before. And and let God be God in your homes. Let the Lord reign in your house. Let them feel the presence of the Lord. Let them feel God all over in that place. So that they can say, hey, I grew up and my dad would pray. My mom would pray. They would get a hold of God. They would lay hands on me. They would call upon the name of the Lord. I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that that's what that's the testimony that you have for the future that you have to learn how to put God first in everything that you do And I'm here to tell you brothers and sisters you know we're living in these last days where you know wrong is right and right is wrong and we have to learn how to do what the Word of God tells us to do and we have to become men of God and women of God that God has called us for we can't just go ahead and continue with the feelings and emotions and everything else because that's what the world does that's not what we do we we go by faith the bible says we don't serve God by sight we serve God by faith so we need to learn how to put God first in everything that you do you know the sacrifice that a husband will do the children won't ever forget it your wife will never forget it the sacrifices that you do The sacrifices of putting God first, the sacrifices of praying first, the sacrifices of putting the Lord number one in your life, they'll never forget it. I've known people today that have put God in the, the second, in the back burner. Work came first. Work came first for them, and their children are backslidden right now. And i'm here to tell you we don't have to go through all of that you can learn from their mistake and say man they did that i'm not gonna do it that way i'm gonna put god first i'm gonna serve the lord i'm gonna give god everything that rightfully belongs to the lord god's gonna make a way for you can you say amen church amen god bless you let's all stand sister i want you to understand that you need a brother that has a backbone if you're single you need a brother that has a backbone that's going to serve God with all his heart please don't go by him being pretty or cute or whatever it is you're going to have to learn how to put God first in prayer and everything else can you say amen church learn how to pray Let, you, you want to know who's anyways forget it Just <laughs> I'm just letting you know you got you to gotta start doing it because if once you get married, that's for your life. That's for the rest of your life. So I want you to understand to be prepared and be ready. As a single person, you can go ahead and start preparing your life to get married. But you're going to have to find the right one. Because finding the wrong one will destroy your, the rest of your life. But if you find the right one, that's a blessing and a half in your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Please, you need to pray, you need to fast, you need to get a hold of God. Not just by they look cute, they look pretty, they look nice, they look wonderful. You're going to have to start going past the surface of their body and look inside of their spirit and see how their spirit is. Can you say amen, church? I know what I'm telling you. Be careful. Amen. So you need to pray and ask the Lord to guide us and direct us. We need men that are going to be guided by the the Lord and spirituality and to discern the spirit, see if they're of the Lord. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Amen. So let's pray for that. Sister, if you don't have that, pray for him right now. I believe that God is going to give him that. If you continue to pray, don't pray, God, help my beat husband. He's all messed up. I don't want you praying like that. I want you praying, God, I know you're going to strengthen my husband. He's a man of God. He's going to move forward for your honor, for your glory. He's going to be sensitive to your spirit. I need you praying like that. That's what I need you to do. Can you say amen, church? We need need some sisters that are praying already for men of God. We need some brothers because, you know, some sisters abuse the brothers also. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. That's another Bible study. (laughs) I don't even got time for that. (sighs) Anyways, I I just wanted to pray. Ask the Lord to guide us and direct us. Amen? Amen? Please, just pray right now. Uh, Brother, if you're looking for a wife, uh, let her be a woman of God, anointed. Amen? So that she's going to be a helpmate for you not be a burden for you can you say amen church amen let's pray right now jesus lord we give you the honor the glory we ask you lord to put your hand upon every couple that's here every marriage that's here every family god we right now in the name of jesus we thank you lord for making the man of god that he has to be lord that he's going to be and he's going to lead his family through prayer through fasting through the word of god and not his feelings and his emotions god that she's going to be the helpmate god to help him to get to the place that he needs to be lord god help her to make be the woman of god to guide the family guide the children put them first in the name of Jesus we need men God that are going to stand up and do your will in this last day God we thank you we give you the honor and the glory God in Jesus name hallelujah come on somebody give God a round of applause